While everyone was asleep, his enemy came and sowed weeds all through the wheat, and then went off. When the crop grew and bore fruit, the weeds appeared as well. The slaves of the householder came to him and said, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where have the weeds come from? He answered, An enemy has done this. His slaves said to him, Do you want us to go and pull them up? He replied, No. If you pull up the weeds, you might uproot the wheat along with them. Let them grow together until the harvest. Then at harvest time, I will say to the harvesters, first collect the weeds and tie them in bundles for burning, but gather the wheat into my barn. He proposed another parable to them. The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed that a person took and sowed in a field. It is the smallest of all the seeds. Yet when full grown, it is the largest of plants. It becomes a large bush, and the birds of the sky come and dwell in its branches. He spoke to them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed with three measures of wheat flour until the whole batch was leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the crowds in parables. He spoke to them only in parables to fulfill what had been said through the prophet. I will open my mouth in parables. I will announce what has lain hidden from the foundation of the world. Then, dismissing the crowds, he went into the house. His disciples approached him and said, Explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. He said in reply, He who sows good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world. The good seed, the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sows them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the harvesters are angels. Just as weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all who cause others to sin and all evildoers. They will throw them into the fiery furnace where there will be wailing and grinding of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Whoever has ears ought to hear. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Please be seated. It's a joy to be with you all this morning, and I thank you for coming to attend Mass before we start our Marriage 2.0 day. And we did make Mass optional, so hopefully everybody will show up at noon. But I am grateful that you came, because since COVID started, uh, I think I've only said Mass in front of people on a Sunday in a church. Never. So 
Um, I'll introduce myself more later, but I'm Father Sean Kilcully. I'm the Family Life Office Director. I'm in residence at St. John's here in Lincoln. And, um, and so I've kind of been in an unassigned place for liturgies on Sunday for a while. But today our Lord tells this parable of the weeds and the wheat, and, and he goes through all of these different parables, and, and the disciples come to him when they're in the house, and they say, explain to us the parable of the weeds in the field. I don't really get that. Like, I don't understand. Like, how does evil show up in our field? So of all the parables our Lord tells, it's that one that troubles them a little bit. And we can understand how it troubles them because we're oftentimes troubled by the same thing. And we can ask ourselves, like, how is it possible that there are sinful priests in our church? How is it possible that we've had to live through scandals at the national level? How is it possible that I have sinful people within my family? Or people who have hurt me within my family or my community. And so the parable that our Lord tells is that you know, the intention of the sower at the beginning is to plant a wheat field. And there is an enemy that comes and sows weeds among the wheat. And each and every one of us is liable to be tempted by that enemy. And the immediate response of the disciples is, well, shouldn't we just go pull all of the wheat, all of the weeds out of our wheat field? And our Lord says, no, let them grow together until harvest. Let them grow together until harvest. Because we might damage the wheat. And I think from the vision of God as our Lord looks out into the world, every time he sees a sinner, he sees someone who has the potential for conversion Every evil person has the potential to become good. And as our Lord looks at the world, he just simply sees people with the potential to become good. I was on retreat this last week, and and part of my retreat, I spent praying about certain people in my own life because I'm a human and so that means there are people in my own life that I'm kind of like, ah, that person. You know, we all have people like that in our lives, I think, unless you're just surrounded in a bubble of really angelic people. And in a lot of my retreat, I spent focusing on what Jesus is like as he looks at people 
and how Jesus notices people and how he looks at them with love and that begins to change their lives. And our Lord brought it to my attention in my prayer to pray over how our Lord is at the Last Supper as he's looking around at this table of all of his friends. John, the beloved disciple, is leaning against his breast. They're all eating this meal. And he's enjoying their company And then our Lord predicts his passion. He says, one of you will betray me. And then some some of the disciples, they start to get nervous and they're asking this question, like, well, who's it going to be? Is it going to be me? Like, uh, like, I don't know. Like, my heart's kind of divided sometimes. Maybe it's me. I hope it's not me. And they're saying, surely it isn't I, Lord. Peter finally speaks up and he says, well, John, ask Jesus who it is. So John asks him. And he says, it's the one who'll dip me with me in the dish. And so he dips his bread at the same time as Judas. And I thought about, like, how does our Lord look at Judas right in that moment? He knows that Judas is going to betray him. And he looks at him the same way. As if to say, oh, not you, Judas. He looks at him in a way that still desires his conversion. And as we live in a world with so much division and conflict, almost on every level of our lives, it's political conflict, there's church conflict, there's family conflict, there's family conflict because of the political conflict. Can we learn from our Lord to look at those people the way that he does? And can we pray with our Lord that they will be converted before the time of the harvest. Because we also need to pray that our Lord will continue to look at us in that way. And and when he sees the weeds that are sown in our own hearts, that his desire is to transform them. Which is perhaps why he follows up and he points out the fact that the mustard seed is the smallest of seeds, but it becomes the largest of plants. That it takes a small amount of faith to grow. It takes the smallest desire to grow. And so let us pray that that we too will have that look of love, that look of mercy as we look upon the people in our own lives. And that our own faith continue to grow in a way that glorifies our Lord in everything that we do.